Welcome to Synthaholics. This is your host, David Duncan, and with me is... Brian! Hello, David. How are you doing, man? We're just doing well. How's you doing? That's how you have to talk the rest of the time. This, into- this whole entire conversation is going to be... You You have to switch between the two as well. Yeah, no, you can switch to the other one. <laughs> 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 well, if that's any indication of what we're talking about, it's going to be Lord of the Rings! The original Peter Jackson trilogy. So not the Hobbit, the cartoon Hobbit from not like, the, the 70s? Not the cartoon Hobbit, not the cartoon Lord of the Rings. Okay. Not not Rings of Power yet. We will get around to that once once it's out. In the, in or the, the Hobbit 2012 version. I really don't want to talk about the Hobbit. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. We're just I'm going to sprinkle it in because it's so important. It's so good. It's going to be like a cake. We got to make the perfect cake, man. Mm. So, that's what we're that's that's on the docket. But first, as always, there's there's just stuff. There's stuff I want to bring up that you have no idea and I get enjoyment out of it. <laughs> when I bring up news that I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, sometimes I I do. It's just I don't think of it as news. Well, I'll leave the most important piece at the end here. So, uh, D23 uh, is going to, Disney's going to have some video games shown off for Disney-related games and Marvel-related games. David, what's your, what's your thoughts on that, huh? What, are they going to have any cool games? Probably not, right? <laughs> That's in, like, a couple weeks, I think. Like, two or three weeks, two weeks, I think, they're having D23. What Marvel game are you looking forward to? <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2? I haven't played that Spider-Man. Game, that game came out already. Spider-Man I, 2 came out like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. No, 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 but the Insomniac Spider-Man 2. That was Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales. No, that was that was an expansion pack for, for Spider-Man. It was a whole different story thing going on. It was a little bit of a story. Expansion pack. It's a different story. Um, no, it's not, it's not a separate game. I, I'm guessing Spider-Man 2. I still haven't played Spider-Man 1 yet, but they just came out on Steam, so... Maybe uh, this is December when that Steam sale rolls around. I'll have to scoop that bad boy up because I haven't played it yet. It is a good one. Um, it is a good one. As far as yeah, actually, Kaylee told me about this couple like a couple days ago, a week ago, something like that. That they're uh, they're doing a Marvel video game showcase. Oh man! For yeah, lots of Marvel that. games, which I don't know are coming out, and given that Spider Man from insomniac has been the only good marvel game come out in recent times i don't have like super high expectations the avengers game was really good didn't you play it (laughs) (laughs) they added black panther and it changed the whole game the whole meta is different now they made that was a good patch uh yeah when 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 i heard uh they were trying to design a, a, a marvel avengers game in the vein of destiny i was uh piecing out on that because i was i was still kind of playing destiny 2 at the time and i was like i was on the cusp of quitting and uh, i have quit just you're so you free know, I, you're I, a free I, man I'm, you're I'm a free, free. destiny man. your I, destiny you chose your own I, destiny you didn't let destiny decide your destiny i chose my destiny i dropped destiny too um <laughs> and uh i did not want to play a game like destiny because as bad as i feel personally the destiny 2 is it is still the best 
Destiny-like game there is. Yeah, and, it and, is. And Avengers is a Destiny-like game. And I'm like, if, I, if I'm if i not feeling up to playing the best kind of Destiny-like game, I don't want to play a worst Destiny-type game. So I did not touch that game with a 10-foot pole. Well... Maybe someday you will, because D twenty three they're gonna they're gonna release your favorite superhero into the game, She Hulk. I you know, <laughs> I still I still won't play it. The, the blank I'll... stare on your face is just it's just like uh, you got stun locked. <laughs> you just start convulsing. I'll just I'll just I'll just do I'll just do She Hulk rule thirty four, and that'll that'll get my fill of She Hulk. That'll change everything. That'll that'll be fine. I, I don't. I she Hulk need... Rule Thirty Four. There's so many better Rule Thirty Four searches than She Hulk. <laughs> there's there's so many more. Well, yeah, you know, she could use. Different... She's like towards the bottom. I never even would have thought of that before. <laughs> That's not something I ever thought of ever. Okay, Smeagol Rule Thirty Four. I probably have Googled that one, to be fair, probably in the past. <laughs> wow, Smeagol's above She-Hulk. What does that say about Brian? Since Smeagol's the greatest. <laughs> He's top tier search result. <laughs> Treebeard, roll 34. Oh, man, we don't go that far. Trees are sacred. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, moving She-Hulk. on from that, from that lovely topic, as I continue down my path of reckoning the news... Uh, Sony is buying, uh, or telling, or giving money to developers to not put their games on Game Pass. David, how do you feel about that? I'm assuming this kind of, like, stuff where games are like, oh, you can only play it on PlayStation, or you can only play it on Xbox. I'm sure they've been paying developers for years and years, but now it's, like, kind of public knowledge that Sony is is doing it. Is that true, or is that just an unsubstantiated rumor? Because that's that's what I... I I heard it was true. I, I mean, I, I've seen news with it, but I'm like, I feel like I, I didn't know if it was like a rumor, or if it was actually fact. Um, well, that stuff's probably. I mean, it's probably been going on for since video games started, probably, right? Well, I, would I mean, imagine. I mean, to be fair, Epic does it. It, it. it serves, you know, Microsoft right because Microsoft spent so much money buying exclusives for the original Xbox since the Xbox wasn't good enough on, on its own. Um, honestly, I wish Steam would give Saints Row developers and all developers that put good games on on Epic first um, money to not put their games on Epic Store first so they could have simultaneous release on PC platforms. They don't have to wait for Saints Row until next year. But, you know. It sounds like you really like Epic. That's what I'm getting. Every time we talk about Epic, you're just like, dang, that is like a really good platform. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a good platform. Worst platform ever. I will... <laughs> I'll down I'll download Uplay from Ubisoft before I download <laughs> <laughs> I'll just download- get Uplay? Yeah, I'll start using Uplay. I'll spend money on Uplay before I spend money on Epic probably. And what I, do you I, think's I, gonna happen first with Ubisoft? Do you think there's two things that are going to happen? Either Ubisoft is gonna get bought out by somebody as they try to abandon the sinking ship because they don't make games anymore, or it's just going to go out of business because they don't know how to make games anymore. Which one do you think is going to happen? One of those has got to happen. It's going to be one of them. I hope Sony buys them and starts, you know, uh, they get the Santa, whoever runs Santa Monica Studios 
and get him and his whip and his God of War axe out and just start beating all the upper management of Ubisoft until they start making games as good as uh, Santa Monica does. Because I, I really want... Because uh, Ubisoft has been given an open-world Star Wars game to do, and and I have very small hope that this will be any good. It'll probably be terrible, because Ubisoft makes pretty bad games. Um, well, now now they do. Yeah, they used to make better games. They, I mean, yeah, back in the day they made good games. But recently, Ubisoft so has been uh, rough. They've been pretty so. bad, and they're probably going to continue probably being pretty bad. I know they're making an Avatar an Avatar uh, game, but that's probably been delayed or something. I don't know. We haven't seen anything they're about that. An Avatar game and a Star Wars game. One of your favorite franchises, one of my favorite franchises. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and we're just scared. And we're both going to be disappointed. <laughs> we're just scared Ubisoft is going to do the worst things possible to them. I just hope they get bought up by Santa Monica Studio, or by Sony soon enough so Santa Monica Studio can teach them how a video game is supposed to be made. So that um, okay, yeah, I don't. I mean, Santa Monica Studios is like extremely small compared to Ubisoft. Ubisoft has like thirty thousand employees. Santa Monica probably has a couple hundred at most. There's a little bit of a difference there. Get the guy who runs Santa Monica Studio, send him over to Ubisoft for a couple months, and just have them beat them all and show them what they're supposed to do, and then he can go back to Santa Monica Studio working on whatever he's working on the PS6 version of. You know the next God of War since the God of War. Well, the next God of no the the guy that I like, uh, Corey Belrog. He's the kind of the, he's been the creative director for a long time, but he is um he's not working on this this God of War. He's not the creative director for the God of War that's coming out. He's working on a different project that hasn't been announced yet. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's supposed to be a space game. That's all we know about it. Oh, he's Star Fe- space Starfield Two. He's, can you, Santa Monica's going to make a space game. It's going to be Starfield 2. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Him and Tom Howard are going to team up and create the ultimate game. The they're, ultimate they're making game. Starfield is taking so long to come out, they're already working on the second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another piece of Sony news is Sony has kind of started doing their Game Pass type of thing. They started a website. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because eventually they're not going. I would imagine they're going to take their games off of Steam, and now you're going. To, you're, if you want to play Sony games, you're going to have to go to their Game Pass equivalent. What do you think about that? It's happening. Um, I'm more likely to do that than spend money on Epic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, but I trust Sony more than I trust Epic. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. I mean, like they're they've. They've technically had an online store presence for longer than Epic. Because <laughs> they've had a PlayStation Store with PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and a PlayStation 5. All right, that's, so, like a, that's a convoluted way to explain it, but I guess. <laughs> so technically, they've got more um, more know-how to make a, the store more interesting. And I mean, if, this, if the store brings Sony games to PC sooner than like a three to five year wait for the port... Um, and as long as they're decently made ports, if they're not rushed... And like All their broken. ports so far has been great. All the ports for Sony games on Steam are fantastic. They're all done really yeah, well. Yeah, so, so far I've heard nothing, nothing but good things. So um, as long as they keep up that quality, if they make their own store, if they make their own store and the quality suffers, then I'll be less likely to try it. I mean, I'll, I'll read reviews first, but um, I, will as be, always. I will be... As of right now, given the state of how they've made things, I am more likely to 
download a, uh, a PlayStation Store on my PC to play PlayStation games, I would be playing Epic because Epic will definitely come to Steam eventually. I just have to wait. What, it's six going to Steam. Later. What are you talking about? Well, Epic ga- games that Epic gets exclusive, oh, uh, like Tiny Tina's Wonderland, okay. like Saints yeah. Row, like yeah. whatever Fortnite. else that cut Fort. Well, Fortnite's made by Epic. <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll never come out. Once, I don't want Fortnite. It's once fine. once Fortnite starts losing money and not getting it's not gonna, man, money, that game's not going anywhere. That's the Sorry, only time start. I could see it coming over to Steam, and then they could just try to get more revenue that way by courting new players. Because I'm sure there's a bunch of people not playing Fortnite because it's not on Steam. <laughs> well, they're not our age demographic, that's for sure. No, no, definitely not. Uh, another piece of news is, I know you haven't played this game, Ghost of Tsushima is uh, exclusive uh, to Sony. Fantastic game, one of my favorites of all time. They're making a movie for it, and they want all the uh, characters and dialogue and everything to be in Japanese. So I can't watch it. Because <laughs> it's you not have, in English. Yeah, turn the subtitles on. If they have them. Maybe they won't have them. Maybe it'll only be Japanese. So that that's just something quick I want to bring up. And the last piece of this news. Is, this is Brian... Very that's sad. me now. Very sad. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's that, that, sad because I can't watch the Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> movie. Uh, the last the last piece of news before we jump into uh, our bigger thing is that this week, Embracer Group uh, ended up yoinking uh, Lord of the Rings or the whole the whole shebang from Amazon. Amazon doesn't own it. I thought for sure Amazon was going to end up buying the Tolkien estate, but they didn't. Oh, I can't. Like- that that that's exciting to me because then maybe we can get a, a satisfactory map that's based on Middle Earth, and I can go to Mordor and and and, and harvest all the uranium from my nuclear plant. What? <laughs> <laughs> you want a satisfactory game based in Middle Earth? No, 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 I I want I want since Embracer Group owns uh, Coffee Stain. I want- oh, okay. I I want I want Coffee Stain to make a new map for Satisfactory based on the Middle Earth map. Yeah, I'll I'll buy a DLC map of Middle Earth to play Satisfactory, and I can put my factories <laughs> all over Middle Earth. <laughs> Something tells me that's not going to happen, but like I I'm happy for you if that thought gets you through the day. I'm happy for you. You know I could I could turn Ro- Rohan into like a a, a coal mine. <laughs> just, just like a giant coal mine. Just turn it into a coal power plant. Like keep the little rock in the middle where the village is. And like there might power. be a lot of oil there. It's just kind of like a big field. It'd be really easy to get oil. Oh, maybe that'll be the oil. Uh, it could be a, a power plant. Build a power yeah, plant it could around. Be. Uh, Who knows about Eteris? Oh man, I'm. I'm in the, There's just so many possibilities. I can put, I can, I can put a nuclear plant around. Uh, you know, Mordor. Oh man, that'd be great. Like, but <laughs> I, I do, <laughs> do wish. That uh, back in the day, I liked uh, Battle for Middle Earth. It was a real time strategy game, similar mm-hmm. to like uh, whatever uh, games that was... Starcraft. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I want them to bring that back, please. I love that game. I still have it in CD form, but I can't play it because I don't have a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You can just so, put it. Just put it to a machine that converts it to a disc to a to a, uh, a thumb drive. That, that gotta doesn't be, exist. Gotta that be, technology doesn't exist. It's got a machine. You just—it's like a small little thing. You put a CD and you put a, the thumbstick in it. Just transfers everything over to the thumbstick. I mean, I'm sure you can download the game online and just play it, but like. I want a new one. That game came out in like 2005. Give me like a new one. That's yeah, what I want. That would be pretty cool. QuakeCon is happening this weekend. Uh, today's the last day as of 
the live broadcast of this right now. Uh, so <laughs> I was looking forward to QuakeCon this year because it's been a while <laughs> since Doom Eternal came out, and we don't know what it is working on. I was really hoping they would announce a Quake 2 reboot in the vein of uh, Doom 2016 with the glory kills and the the super fast action. I think that would be an amazing pivot. I mean, we've got two Doom games that were amazing. So let's go to Quake for a game or two using the same ideas, and then we can go back to Doom. I, I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> I really do, but it's not happening. Why? They're not making. They're, it's not going to make a Quake game, man. They're going to make another Doom game and call it a day. <sighs> they're going to work on Doom Eight. Well, te- they're gonna work on. well, technically it's Doom three because Doom because Doom Eternal like Doom twenty sixteen was basically a reboot. Doom yeah. Eternal was basically Doom two Hell on Earth because you're on Earth a lot of the game, well some of the game, and uh, Doom three and then It'll Doom, be Doom Hell and then the original Doom three was basically a reboot also. <laughs> so this would be the perfect time to pivot to Quake for a couple of games, then they can reboot Quake, and then they reboot Doom again. Matt, you got a Quake game. It came out a couple of years ago. No, I don't care about Quake Arena. Quake is three different franchises. Quake 1 is this weird gothic medieval thing that they wanted to be Dungeons & Dragons, but then they didn't put any Dungeons & Dragons mechanics into it. <laughs> and then yeah, Doom, well. And then Quake 2 was like this space marine game where you go fight these people because they destroyed Earth. Then Quake 3 was just an online game, so that's another universe. Then Quake 4 is the sequel to Quake 2. I want a new Quake game that that goes back down that Quake 2 and 4 line, where you got a single-player story, and uh, so those cool monsters. I, I love the Quake uh, 2 monster design. It's not going cool to happen, monsters. but it's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. So, uh... I can't wait I'm not going to say, uh... Meat and potatoes, like I just did. I'm just gonna say potatoes. Potatoes, what? potatoes, precious? Moving, moving on to the potatoes of what we're gonna talk about. Lord of the Rings. Uh, last time we forgot to rate the it until the very end. The so, very end. Lord of the Rings, the three movies, the great three fantasy movies that everything tries to reference to, like be like, well, Lord of the Rings was good, so why can't this for anything that's fantasy? David, what would you rate Lord of the Rings trilogy? Ten. 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 Is that Lord the first ten? I think that's, that's the first ten that's you're, you're going to give. Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings is ten. It still holds up to this day. I've been rewatching yeah. it with, with my wife. And the only thing that she pointed out that was super janky that I think is still janky and was janky when it came out was the Saruman Gandalf fight. When Gandalf is spinning around by his head <laughs> on the floor, it, it just so it, it almost looks like it's a mannequin that's just spinning around like by its head. It's really weird looking. It um, probably is a mannequin. Uh, it's it, no way it's a real person. Yeah, it was it was a really bizarre choice. It looked weird. It looked super unnatural, and I don't know why they went with that particular shot. I don't know why they didn't do something a little bit different there. Uh, that's the only kind of janky part, and that's just the visual effects thing. It's not anything to do with the story. And we're definitely talking about the extended editions here because it's the only way. It's the only way to watch it. Like like the original editions, a nine. Extended editions, ten. You need that extra like hour per movie. Yeah. (laughs) You need to bump the bump that screen time up. It's all about flow. These longer films feel shorter to me because the 
pacing is better. They added in, like, some of the scenes they added in are just stupid little, like, shots of them in the rain or whatever. But it just breaks things up and it makes the movie flow. You get a better sense of passage of time uh, in the extended editions than you do in the originals because it jumps around. Like, ah. The way so are you gonna are you gonna try to make an argument right now that the extended edition for Lord of the Rings feels shorter than Venom? Yes. Oh man, Venom's only like an hour and twenty minutes. But I but Lord I, of the Rings are all over four hours. I know, but the, the, from a pacing standpoint, they're better edited, better movies. I'm enjoying the experience of watching them, even again. Whereas Venom is like, oh my god, I can't wait to this movie. When you're when you're dreading it and and you can't wait for it to be over, those minutes take years to wade through. Yes, they do. They do take a while. But Lord of the Rings, it's like this is good. This is good. This is good. This is exciting. Like I don't I don't notice the passage of time like at all. I'm like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. I can't wait for this scene to happen. This is going to be great. I love seeing this. Like Lord of the Rings is great. Every single time I watch it, I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah it's always really good. I mean, I've seen it. I, I've only seen the like the original cut of like the first three movies. Uh, first three, there's only three of the three movies. Maybe twice. The rest of the twenty times I've watched it has definitely been the extended edition, and that is fantastic. I gotta say, I'm I'm the opposite, but only because when when these movies came out, I saw them like five and six times in the movie theater. So. <laughs> I saw them many, many times when they were brand new, and then I bought the DVDs. I watched them a couple times, and the extended editions were newer, so I haven't watched them as many times just because they're Dove in there. newer. Yeah, they're long. And they it's do all, take it's up all, a lot it's, of time. It's, it's, it's all. I mean, even though they feel like they're not as long, they do take up an ex- a substantial amount of time to watch. Is it um, because they're all over four hours? Because <laughs> they are over four hours, even though they feel like it's only an hour and a half because they're so good, but. <laughs> There's no way. There's nothing that is like, there's just no, that's not, I feel like that's just a bad argument. That's not a good argument at all. Like it's, they're very long movies and you're like, it feels only feels like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> well, that's not going to hold up in court, man. Because Venom felt like six hours, but it was only an hour and a half. <laughs> so therefore a six and a half hour movie will only be an hour and a half. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm all about flow and pacing, and these movies are basically perfectly paced. I, I absolutely love them. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. The extended edition are a 10 for me, and the uh, not extended edition is nine. They're they're my they're they might be my favorite movies of all time. I think I'm not. I don't quote me on that because like in the future I might change that up based on other movies yeah. I can think of. But those are they're definitely. Really, I mean, Fight really Club's good. also one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, Fight that. Club is really good, but I don't think it's Lord of the Rings level for me. Lord of the Rings is just better for me. Oh, I mean, Lord of the Rings is better, but Fight Club is like one of my like go to movies. I used to watch Fight Club like annually. <laughs> you got you got to mark it on the calendar. It's like, all right, I guess it's Fight time to watch a good old Fight Club. Uh, it's Tyler Burton's Dirt Day. <laughs> that means it's Fight Club Day. <laughs> it's it's Fight Club Day. David, a question I have for you is the characters of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Everybody see, probably has a favorite character. I know I do. David, who's your favorite Lord of the Rings character? My favorite Hobbit is Pippin. Okay. Smeagol, Smeagol's probably my all-time favorite character. 
and um, you're gonna say that and then uh gimli is up there for sure gimli gimli is probably like number two overall um gimli's number one he's number <laughs> one man G- gimli's the best <laughs> smeagol one gimli two pippin three um maybe gandalf <laughs> after that i don't know <laughs> which one the gray or white oh absolutely the white because he's way he's, he's uh got way more power okay that's fair and then the ring every is time i five. see because any of the, the actors character oh gosh <laughs> anytime i see these uh actors that aren't in um lord of the rings it feels weird like every time i see viego morrison not as aragorn i think like it's it's like that's aragorn what's he doing in, like how do you get to this universe <laughs> that's with all the characters those, those movies have permanently like every time i see any of them like even orlando bloom when i was watching uh uh pirates of the caribbean i'm like what is legolas doing in pirates of the caribbean <laughs> what about troy all of yeah oh man that's, that's troy as well there's so there's it's just that's the ongoing problem that I have. They're they're forever going to be these Lord of the Rings characters for me. And then you know it's like whenever Sam shows up on screen first, since we since my wife and I have watched Stranger Things, I'm like, oh look, it's it's Bob. He gets his guts eaten by the demigorgon. There's Bob. He gets killed at the end it's, of the season two. It's Bob Bobwise Gamgee. Bobwise Gamgee. Yeah, it was weird seeing him. I was, there's always a little bit of weirdness for me because he is Sam. It's, He's it, best friends to Frodo. And then there's, uh, you know, Smeagol, who only had one arm in Wakanda, and then they killed him in the movie. Like, How are you killing Smeagol? Like, that's not fair. Stop killing Smeagol. He's not Smeagol. That's Andy Serkis. He wasn't, he wasn't being like a monkey or uh, <laughs> Smeagol in that one. He was just being Andy Serkis. But Andy Serkis was in King Kong twice. He was King Kong and he was the cook and he got eaten. Yeah, by that the, is true. He got eaten. That by is the, true. He, he died twice in King Kong. He got eaten by the worms and then um, he fell off the building. He does. He does a fantastic job in everything that he's in. I wish, man. I I, we, I know we've talked. Every time we bring up Andy Serkis, it's like, man, that guy. He's cool. <laughs> uh, Andy Serkis. Talk about him. He was also in Heavenly Sword. He played like the bad guy king in Heavenly Sword. Yep. He was. I mean, he played Caesar as well in in the monkey movies that I can't think the, of the name of. The Planet of the Apes films. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he's, like the, he's Caesar in the that. The new ones. Yeah, the newest ones. Yes, those movies were pretty good. But uh, Lord of the Rings is the greatest fantasy movies of all times. This has been talked about for twenty years now. They came out early early two thousands. There's still nothing has been able to live up to these movies. I and why i can like there's things that are on par with like the story wise but what, peter jackson whatever he did in lord of the rings because he wasn't able to replicate it in the hobbit it was just kind of what well, this one's just always better I, I don't know why it's always like this is the golden standard for everything well, the problem is like the hobbit had a couple things going against it the Hobbit uh, since the studio made so much money with Lord of the Rings. They're like, hey, make that one the three movies too. So I think they had the studio because I, I think Peter Jackson should have put his foot down like this is two movies max. And when the studio was like, you can make three movies, I don't know if he just saw dollar signs because they made so much money on Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know what happened in the decision making process, but making it three movies was a giant mistake. Shooting on the red cameras was also a giant mistake or at least shooting it 
like was it 30 or 48 it was, they were shooting at a weird frame rate. it was, different, different it was way, I, yeah. I think it was a 48 frames per second red camera or as typical film movies are shot at 24 frames a second you're used to the way that feel feels uh yeah. four, and then the cgi looks really weird because the frame rate is the, higher it, it looked like a video game every every special effect looked like a video game whereas like yeah. in the original movies it looked more real and they're like, yeah. they're, well, they're, they're uh, so to be fair, older. in the original one, there are, there aren't a lot of VFX shot. Mo- there there definitely are some, but there's a more practical things than aren't practical. Yeah, they built a lot of bigotures, what they call them in the in the Lord of the Rings, you know, commentary. All the all the extra features on the because they made their miniatures so massive, they called them bigotures because yeah. like they would fill up a giant warehouse. It was just like one building, but it was still miniature because you couldn't actually go inside the building. It was just a giant, so they could do crazy shots around Isengard or Barador or whatever, you know. Yeah, and, and even the hair and makeup on the orcs. It's, I mean, that still holds up like super good. The hair and makeup on any orcs or goblins or whatever, they, they're all like fantastic done. And I'm glad that Rings of Power, because we've seen uh, a screen grab or whatever from the Rings of Power. And the, the uh, orcs and that still look, or goblins, I don't know what they were in the Rings of Power when we saw that picture of them. They still look good. He set the gold standard for that too, for hair and makeup. He that's my take. I can't think of any other movies that do it like that. Well, and then er, good. and then every single um, prop uh, design on the armor, the buildings, like Dwarvish stuff looks dwarvish, Elvish stuff looks yes. Elvish, human stuff looks human. Like everything is distinct from an artistic standpoint that these races have been around for forever, and they just did such a good job with everything like everything is so detailed like they're in they're they're leaving Lothlorien and on the boats and like the boats have like some fancy things on the oar, yeah, it, yeah. on the oars the oars are, are like really like the oars look elvish like it's everything is so detailed in these films it is absolutely a joy to look at and it's just it's the gold standard for fantasy like and- attention to detail mm-hmm. so if, there, if there's a lot of, we're kind of like just talking about the movies as themselves rather than the story because they've been, we, everybody's seen them everybody knows the story the movie, yeah it's it, 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 like this is the gold standard basically we wanted to talk about lord of the rings because the new rings of power show is coming out and this is the gold standard to hold it against and it's really scary in 2022 for <laughs> for a for a new show to come out and be compared to probably one of the best things of all time and they're trying to and I don't think they can. Like in this, these last couple of years have kind of been the dark ages of creativity. We saw <laughs> the Wheel of Time, probably one of the best modern epics fantasy series that directly took inspiration from Tolkien. Like the showrunner just flushed that story down the drain and wrote whatever he basically wanted on a very loose framework of the first book. Like. <laughs> Yeah. So basically what you're saying is look at how happy we are right now talking about Lord of the Rings. We're happy. Look at yeah. Now when when we go talk about Rings of Power, we're all gonna be like disheveled, there's gonna be like holes in our shirt, we're just gonna be like sleepy and tired. We watched it, we got through it. Exactly. That's exactly how the whole thing's gonna be. I mean hopefully not. Maybe it'll be really good. I hope so, I hope so. But I I, 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 be good. It can be good, man. It can be good. I expect to be speaking. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, if you could go anywhere in Middle Earth, why would it be Rivendell behind me? Is there any other else <laughs> where it's like, I feel like if you want to ever go to Middle Earth, everybody's going to say Rivendell, right? Is there anywhere anybody else would want to go over Rivendell? I don't know. I, I think Lothlorien is more true to how elves should live. I mean, so you don't want to go to Rivendell? I mean, I would go to Rivendell. I'd probably go to Lothlorien first. Really? Cause, well, because, I mean, like, <sighs> Rivendell looks like an elven ski lodge, which, I mean, it's nice. It's beautiful. It looks like a home. It's, it's very homey. But, like, when I think high elves, and this might be because of, or what elves, uh, because of my um, experience of the Hobbit. playing EverQuest. Uh, it's like, you know, they would, like, make their home around the nature. Whereas, like, in in Rivendell, you know they had to clear a lot of trees to put up those lodges. Whereas, like, you know, in Lothlorien, everything's built around the trees and between the trees. Which is kind of how the Wood Elves lived in EverQuest and EverQuest 2. Um, so I, I, I like that, like, you know, working with nature instead of against it. Well, of course, they had to cut down trees to build some of the buildings they built, but they kept the bigger trees and worked around them. I don't know. I thought... I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it's, that's a fair point. That's I mean, it, it's, point. It, it feels more true to Elvedom, but or it's like the, like the, the Rivendell elves are like more like the uh, modernistic elves. It's like, yeah, we don't need the trees as much. We'll, we'll plant new ones where we cut some of the big ones down, where we have a you know a space between a building. But they definitely cleared out a lot of trees. Uh, oh yeah, no, they they, they did <laughs> to make it Rivendell. still looks cool though. Well, may, may, maybe cool. maybe they uprooted them and made them ants, and they sent them on their way. <laughs> Like, maybe we, we, we want to keep you alive it will make you alive you can walk away and we can build the street maybe maybe that's what happened maybe they did do it naturalistically but uh well i don't lore, think that's in the lore i don't i'm not I, sure that we're gonna get a lore answer for that uh legolas said the elves started i think when they talk about the trees talking yeah legolas said the elves started it so maybe they Yeah, no, no, that is that is true, but I don't think they like went to a forest oh. and were like, "All right, trees, get on up. We're going to build here now." <laughs> you can go well, they they taught them how to talk and then they had them, they had all the trees walk away. Um, yeah, probably not. Um, so I just think Lothlorien is the more like lore-friendly, nature-friendly elf paradise and it's beautiful. Like all the grass with like carpet, you know, Galadriel's walking around barefoot pouring water into a silver bowl so you could look and see the future i mean <laughs> the absolute highlight the pinnacle of poor watering the pinnacle of watering poor pouring water her feet look really clean for walking around on bare grass so i mean like I it's very clean ground very clean grass, yeah, very, very clean ground very clean grass. i don't know i, I think I, if i wanted to live cool anywhere place. though it would have to be the shire i would want to live in the sh- they just they, they're kind of just stress fury hanging out just doing and they Hobbit got stuff. And they got the best pipe tobacco. I mean, they got to be able to roll that into cigars, right? And so, I mean, I mean, probably. Good. I mean, I think that's where I'd want to live because it's the least stressful. I, like, if you don't want to live with dwarves because they're always building stuff, and you, I don't want to be building all the time or mining. I don't want to do that all the time. Or they dig as much too- as I like being a dwarf. <laughs> or they dig too deep, and they have the Balrog come like kill. Like, yeah, there's a lot of trouble there. Dwarves, yeah. dwarves get themselves in trouble, and we don't need none of that. I would have liked to visit Moria back when. Gimli oh yeah, for the, sure. Back when Gimli remembered the good old days, I don't want to visit Moria with all the uh, all not the now. Evil stuff. Well, not when. Maybe, maybe in Era Two we will see Moria. Maybe. Yeah, Happy Moria. Happy Moria. But I mean, where, where all the dogs be? 
but I mean, uh, it, it was okay because I mean, I think one of the hobbits, I mean, one of the dwarves from um, the Hobbit was the one sitting on the uh, the one Pippin knocked into the the well. I think that was mm-hmm. I think that was supposed to be one of the hobbits from the Hobbit. Really, I believe so. Um, from a lore I don't know standpoint, that for sure. I, I, I think that is the case. I might be wrong, but uh, I mean, it's relatively recent within the past eighty years where that place was livable. Eighty years, well, livable. Yeah, because I mean, um, it was older than that. Bilbo. Oh, it's older. It, it was. It was pre. It was not orc infested at least eighty years ago. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like it was built eighty years ago. No, no, no. no. It was not orc infested at least fifty to eighty years ago because Bilbo had the ring. What fifty years? About fifty years before, yeah, probably he, somewhere around be- there. Before he leaves. Now, for all the Lord of the Rings experts, we don't know everything. I'm sure there's somebody out there that knows the exact amount of time he had it, but fifty years, I feel like is okay. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah, like they're 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 a little bit looser with the dates in the movies because I know in the books, like I think Gandalf has gone for like twenty or between twenty and forty years. Between when he leaves from Bilbo's party he and is. comes back for the ring, like it's it is a long he gap. Gone. He's and, gone. He's gone the, for a while. In the movie, they make it look like it's a week. <laughs> well, they can't make him be gone forever in the movie. Yeah. He would never show up again in the movie. <laughs> they, like, we just have real time of Frodo for three movies, just like doing <laughs> Shire things, just hanging out. <laughs> hey, then we would really be able to solidify living in the Shire because it'd just be cool, just hanging hanging out. They don't have like jobs. They don't even. They just are like, let's get some food. What about second breakfast? That's well, what so, I wish. Well, who's, someone's got to make second breakfast. Yeah, but like all they do is like make food and just hang out. They don't like they don't nobody's going to an office building and like working. They're all just in it together. Well, yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's an agrarian medieval culture. It's like what anyone would be doing back then. You basically all your work is to survive. You, you work and, you know. Well, yeah, but dwarves are always like fighting something like they found a get a dragon to come fight them or. Elves seem kind of a little bit too snooty for me. I don't want to like be a, an elf. They're kind of snooty. Men suck. Oh, humans yeah. are awful. Always in any fantasy thing, you can bet your bottom dollar that the humans are going to be the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always for the same reason: they're greedy. <laughs> Pretty much, which does it does work out that way because that it, it, it is how humans are. But definitely, habits are the way to go. Oh, for for long term living, the the Shire would be pretty primo, I think. Except for everything's yeah. going to be too small for us. It'd be two giants I mean, living in the <laughs> in the Shire. No, we're, we aren't giants. We're humans. There are giants in Middle Earth. That's true. But we're uh, not them. We could just build our own house next to them. Be like, hey, we'll be your new neighbors. If you need help with like getting anything off like the high cupboard, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> If you need help cleaning the top of the fridge, we got you. Even though they don't have fridges, yeah. we could invent electricity for them. Imagine what that would do for them. The hobbits of power. Then they, then they'd. Uh, then they'd do really you have uh, a favorite story beat of all of all the movies? Is there is there a favorite moment that comes to mind when thinking Lord of the Rings? An all time favorite moment. Um. I'm sure there's going to be others, but I think one of my favorite story beats is when when Pippin tricks Treebeard into walking by Isengard, 
after after they've decided not to go to war, and Treebeard's like, "What the f- did they do? <laughs> like, did they do to all these trees?" And he just roars, and all the trees come to answers. Like they all they all check it out. It's like, oh my god. Okay, we're going to war now. They've they've messed with our trees. We're gonna go mess with them back like that, that i mean the the whole treat the into war was great i mean granted that's like the we don't really see the incident much after that but man that was that's such a good moment where pippin just totally tricks him <clears throat> yeah how about you good, there's a lot of good moments uh, there's, there's a lot of good moments that was like one of mine um the first thing that came to my mind was the battle of helms deep when there's that guy that doesn't know how to shoot a bow and arrow, and he shoots he shoots the arrow off prematurely and like hits somebody hits one of the uh, orcs in the neck. Uh, yeah. Orcs perfectly in the neck. That was pro- that, that was the first thing that came out of my mind. But like, yeah, the, I didn't even think of the Treebeard one. Treebeard one's really good too. The Battle of Helm's Deep is probably my favorite of the entire movie. Oh, it's it's just a, it's such an epic fight. Although the extended edition does make the battle at um, Minas Tirith even cooler. Yeah, that's uh, any bad. Any big battles is is good. Although, I have to pick a second favorite moment. It's probably the moment Aragorn becomes uh, a one shot necro, (laughs) where he's got the he's got his sword reforged and he goes to all the dead people's like you're gonna fight for me and then like he comes yeah he basically has like an art he's a one cast army of the dead he gets to be a a necro for a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> I okay. I I forgot there's a little bit of necro going on. I guess that's where you would go. I mean, that is also a good moment. It's a great moment. It's really cool. It's like it's like three people jump off the boat and there's a giant army of orcs and they start charging at the orcs. The orcs are like, "What are they doing?" Okay, we'll, we'll kill these three guys. And then the army of the dead just shows up. It was them. pretty boss move when he just like walks in there and he's like, "I'm the king." It's like yeah. the the ghost people are like, no, you're not, and then he just like defends, and they're like, oh so, damn, oh, okay, he is. Oh, we oh. Can... <laughs> all right, all right, okay, okay, we'll do it. All right, we'll do, we'll do what you say, we'll do what you say. That was a good moment. That was that was a good moment too. Man, there's so many good just good moments in Lord of the Rings. There's so many of them. I mean, even when uh, Aragorn becomes king and he's talking to the hobbits. Like no, you are equal. You you it's are like, equal to me. You don't have to. You don't have to bow. You don't have to bow. Yeah. yeah, like that. Like oh man, these movies are so good, man. <laughs> the Gondor King kind of sucks. He does a good job being crappy with the way he eats, just food. Yeah. Oh yeah, P- Pippin's song is like one of my. All-time. Oh yeah, Pippin's song. The, the Pippin's song during that scene is one of my all-time favorite parts of the entire trilogy. Like I love. He's got an amazing voice in that little part. Like I, I love that part so much. It's 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 like a top tier moment in, in in the the series. Also, it comes in pints is a great moment too. Ah, uh, yeah. The Boy, um with potato oil, mash them, stick them in the stew. Uh, Smeagol singing at the uh, so my so in the second movie when Smeagol's at the thing he's singing and and bashing the fish's brains in so he could eat 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 the fish dead. Um, yep. I created my email account, SmeagolSingsTheHotmail.com. After seeing <laughs> That's that movie... That's where it came from! The lore! It came, it came from after the... years and years of... Not, uh, I finally have discovered the lore of where that came the from. The lore. I, I, cre- I created that while that email address while <laughs> that movie was still in theaters. That's how old that email address is. SmeagolSingsTheHotmail.com. Oh, that comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Eagle sings, man. The lore has been revealed. 
The blanket has been pulled. I know all the secrets. Yeah, that's a that's a good moment as well. There's a lot of just it's just it's just solid, man. Like, like it's just the solid. way Tolkien built poetry into the things they say, like just little things they say, like the little rhymes that Smeagol says, like at different times, and like oh, uh, Theoden when he's getting the armor put on him, he's like he's he's saying that 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 Rohan poem. You know, like when he's getting, you know, his armor put on. That's a great, like, there's so many little great moments. Like, they don't, like, it's just that there's so much lore just built into every little thing. Like, like we're watching a, we're watching a, a, a world and they're doing things, but they're referencing old stuff, you know, old, you know, written stuff from way back when. It just, it just feels so alive. That's, that's probably why the song in The Wheel of Time when they're riding on the horse, they're singing about old Manetherin and, and they've got Moraine explaining to them what that is. That's like the one time I felt super connected to the show because it had that Lord of the Rings feel. That was as close as they got to really feeling like Lord of the Rings and doing justice to fantasy in that show where they had characters referencing old stuff, old lore in in the show. Like in that was- I never thought of I that's I never thought of the of that making it feel more alive. I'm trying to think of shows or movies that do do similar way that Lord of the Rings does to make it feel that way. The only thing I can think of is is the early Game of Thrones. They kind of they kind of reference like older stuff that went on. A lot of stuff that they did was based on the older stuff. But like, well, yeah, but I mean, the that, Marvel movies they feel empty. Yeah. The the. But they're also can't built on like modern time. I mean, Spider-Man references like The Empire Strikes Back as a really old movie. I mean, they only make modern callbacks to like their own franchises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel as alive though. You know, I, like you, you got. I feel like I don't know how to explain it, but like you know what I mean when I when I'm saying like Middle Earth feels more alive than like MCU does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that and that one moment in the Wheel of Time is the best moment of the entire show. They're riding on horses and just singing a song. That's like the best moment in the entire show for me. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was like episode two or three, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really like it was really early, and the show went. Like, right I remember, after. I remember you were like that song, dude. That was the that was it. That was the greatest moment. It 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 is because it's like Lord of the Rings. It's like like Lord of the Rings. It's like when they when they like when Theoden sings that that uh, says that poem. When the hobbits sing their songs on the table, dancing like it's super catchy. He, he wrote some really good limericks. Some really cool poems and and the things that people say like Smeagol's got a bunch of really good poems when he's like staring like at the water sometimes when he's not talking to himself he's just kind of like musing it's just nice little touches like that that just make the world feel alive it makes it feel like it's more than just the characters doing things that they've got memories they remember things that made them happy. They do yeah, have that. Remember, they remember better times. They remember things. I don't know, it's I don't know. It's something about those little those little touches that you don't see often, but they just really make the world feel alive. Well, because it wasn't. It didn't feel like the movie was about money. Everything's just about money now. It's like, how do we make this the cheapest way possible with maximizing the most amount of profit? And and how how do we pander to people and not like offend? Yeah. Anybody? How do we like not offend like the woke? woke uh like movement or i don't know whatever it's called whatever the the that, happy that, that word's <laughs> lost that word's lost its meaning it's so overused nowadays yeah but those kind of people that get heard about everything 
and to some degree they they are right, but like that it was that wasn't a problem back in like two thousand. This is a, that's a new problem where you got to navigate that plane too. Well, that's the thing. Like this movie was made at the perfect time because like I feel like the last ten fifteen years of of of, of film cinema and tv have been kind of like the dark ages of 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 modern entertainment where like everything is so cookie cutter and we've got to make it to be as inclusive as possible which makes it like bland like everything's trying to be so i'm not saying don't be inclusive but it, it the way the way they're going about it is just that, it, that you're losing the substance like like the like star trek lately has been pretty pretty blah um, except for Lower Decks. Lower Decks has been fantastic. Um, the Wheel of Time. Starting up soon. The Wheel of Time. Yeah, it started up soon. Oh, yeah. Later this month, I think. I think this week. This upcoming week. Ooh, yeah. That'll be great. I can't, I can't wait to get back into that. That's such a fun show. Um, um, I, I don't know. It's just like things that just feels like, uh, lately for, for the most part. I mean, some things have been pretty good, but like, you know. It was like what five six years ago when the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones came out and they just went downhill. Um, yeah, Star well, Trek, I mean Star they didn't Trek's have to go downhill. downhill. They chose to make the show go downhill. They, the showrunners were like, "We're done with this now. We're, we're going to go to Star Wars." About that. <laughs> like the Star yeah. Wars movies have been pretty bad lately. When, when they're just trying to, I like, mean, lately. Well, since, they lately have been bad. Well, since since Disney's gotten a hold of it, like since Disney started making Star Wars movies, they've been bad. Oh, so now the, the 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 prequels aren't as bad as what they used to be. The prequels are now like Shakespeare compared to these these <laughs> these movies. The prequels aren't too bad anymore. Yeah, the prequels are are, are you know high art compared to the stuff that Disney put out, <laughs> which is which some is, Picasso uh, stuff. Yeah. Now we're getting not that. I mean, well, that, that, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Lord of the Rings came out the perfect time where like there was less like weird politic like like social politics in hollywood where like they, they weren't trying to appease every single demographic well, it was social politics it's just now it, it's, it's like different. a movie will get destroyed on twitter and facebook even though i don't i would i would like to see stats on like people that complain about movies that come out now so her saying like oh this wasn't included or this needs to be included or there's more of this or there's not enough female or male characters or whatever the problem is I wonder if it's just like loud noise on the internet and it doesn't really affect the profit. It just affects the way people talk about the movie. I'd be curious to I know mean, that. I, I mean, I mean, there's like vocal minorities who like ruin stuff. try to try to ruin things, but, but also, cause it, it, it just... I feel like a, a lot of those conversations, at least what I've seen, I don't see a lot of it either, but what people complain about, it's like the way they complain about things is like they, they're not the type of person to even go see that movie or watch that TV show. They're just saw a trailer or saw a news headline and started complaining about it. I'm not sure. It's like, I don't know, man. So it doesn't feel like people, the people that complain are actually the ones seeing stuff. But the thing is, in general, things have been that way the last 10, 15 years, though. Yeah, you know, they have. You know what I mean? Like, things have been generally more bland. They're trying to appease everyone, and, and at the same time, they're kind of appeasing no one, because by trying to appease everyone, you're not appeasing their core fans of, of the franchise. Yeah, and, and there's some, there's some odd ducks in there. Like, like Dune. Dune was really good. Dune was great. Uh, for this year, Everything Everywhere All at Once was a fantastic movie. That didn't really do much pandering. In general, The but, Boys has been pretty good. And they've been, like, doing super everything tongue-in-cheek for, like, where they'll, like... Like the pandering is a joke, but they're doing it anyway, and it's clearly a joke. It's like they kind of don't care yeah. about social norms. Just this, 
most recent well, they make season. Fun, they make fun of the social norms. Yeah. Whereas, like, that's kind of interesting, except for, you know, the season didn't feel like it went anywhere, so... It I didn't. Mean, yeah. it, it didn't go anywhere. I, Invincible's another good one. They don't really... Invincible's they're not, good. Now, we, keep, we keep talking about Invincible, but we're not... We don't actually talk about Invincible. <laughs> maybe, maybe if there's nothing else next time, we'll do that one. <laughs> we can do Invincible. <laughs> Yeah, so it, I, seems, it feels like we keep bringing it up, but because we're it's, it's so good, but then we never never, never follow through. Uh, yeah, it just depends on what's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Maybe Invincible could be on the docket. Maybe, maybe. But Lord of the Rings, uh, obviously, it's it's good. We all like it. Everybody likes it. They were super please faithful. To let the source material. Rings of Power be good. Yes, be please, good. Rings of Power. We're only talking of about Lord of the Rings because we're we're. Cautionly optimistic, caution, cautionly scared, terrified, uh, worried, happy that there's more Lord of the Rings stuff, but scared that it's going to suck really bad. It's going to be Wheel of Time. Amazon doesn't have the greatest track record when it comes to fantasy shows, at least, because Wheel of Time is... Fantasy, it's rough. Oh, that's uh, we... It's hard to make a fantasy show. It is hard to make it. Fantasy people are... are they like they like their story, man. If that story goes off like one beat, they're like, "This sucks." Yeah, <laughs> it's true, but it's it's just such a weird thing that like it, it like they've got so much, they've got everything they could possibly need for Wheel of Time, and yet they diverted from it at every possible. <laughs> like, turn. yeah, I don't, I don't it's understand. Like, I don't understand like what happened there because like, I I've seen stuff on. Wheel of Time now since it's come out and people are like, yeah, I, I don't know anybody who's like, why, why did they not make follow the book at all? They just like took characters and like changed the story. Pretty much. Like it, it super loosely follows the beats of the show. I mean, like that's kind of how Game of Thrones ended up being. At Game of Thrones, the books and the shows, even when they were covering the same events, they did work out very differently. Uh, especially around seasons three and four, I think. And then and that's when they ran out of material after that. And then it started getting way off track. But seasons one and two were close enough to the source material. And then, like, seasons, like, four and five, the, same, so good. the same story beats kind of happened, but how they got there was completely different in some ways. Yeah. And... For for you to do that to save time later down the road is fine, but they started Wheel of Time that way. They, the Wheel of Time season one and season two should have been way closer to the books, and then to save time, you start fudging how the events happen. But by well, with how much Wheel of Time stuff there is, or how many books there is, they could have just done something like Supernatural. Just like make it go for like twenty years, they could. But again, that you don't know—that's a profit thing. You don't yeah, know if it's going to last that long, so you can't. How much well. of the story do you do? It's a, it's a tough water. It's, it's it's hard. It's tough. It's hard to navigate. It's tough. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings. We just really wanted to have like a palate cleanser, have something we're both super pumped about. We love these films. Our first tens on the podcast. Uh, yeah. since, since Brian and I have been Pro- probably will never get another 10 <laughs> <laughs> there might be some 10s out there there's there's some 10s out there that we haven't talked about I'm sure I can't think of any but and maybe there'll be some 10s in the future who Fight knows Club. Fight Club's 10 <laughs> yeah, well Fight Club's not new <laughs> that's true <laughs> 
that we need new stuff that are tense. There's yeah, no new stuff yeah, that are yeah, tense. Yeah, Fight Club also came out during this era. It was out when I was in college. Yeah, these, it was out. I think it what was like 2000, something like that. It was in the 2000s, yeah, or 99. Like it was around the time the Lord of the Rings films came out. Yeah, roughly within a, within a couple of years. So in that in that era where things were like pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not that yeah. things are, aren't bad now that aren't good now. It's just there's a lot more to wade through. Well, there's so much more content than there was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, we didn't have YouTube, and we weren't bombarded with a billion videos telling us why something sucks or why something's good. Top 10 reasons why Lord of the Rings is good. And it's by, like, Watch Mojo. Watch our top, Mojo! Hey, our top 10 favorite moments of Lord of the Rings is well, this. But yeah, for people who haven't actually watched Lord of the Rings, which is really weird. <laughs> 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 ten top reasons why you should watch Lord of the Rings. Well, it's like the watcher. They have like a like a top ten like you know hardest guitar parts or like you know best guitar song. I'm like, do you guys even play guitar? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's like the. Uh, I remember when Guitar Hero Three came out and they talked about. Um, uh, no, not talked about. What was that? Uh, what's that really hard song? Uh, Dragon, no, Dragon Force. Dragon, Dragon Force song through fire and flames. Yeah, through Fire and Flames and Guitar Hero 3. That was like the hardest song in the game. And then you see how it's played in real life, and you're like, oh, that's kind of... that's." I mean, sure, it's hard, but it's like doesn't feel as hard. It doesn't feel equal. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's way harder to play in real life. <laughs> well, the way... Yeah, but the way you would, like... You move your, your uh, hand on the on the strings, it's not as much as what it was for... I thought it was like, you're, like, doing this with the string. You're not doing that. It's more with the, like, the picking, like... Yeah, I don't know how to explain guitar. It's (laughs) it's weird. Like when you see people play guitar, it doesn't look as hard. But then when you try and do it, it's like, oh my holy crap, that's like way harder than it looks. And I play guitar, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look hard to play. Then I try and do it. I'm like, "Mm." wow, that's hard to play. (laughs) That's way harder than it seems. That's way hard to play. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Why haven't you watched it? If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why haven't you watched it? You, you should you should uh, send that email. to where, where Send Brian? the email out on why you haven't watched Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we don't want to know why you watched it. We know why you watched it. We want to know why you haven't watched it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, why haven't you? Yeah. Email David at smeaglesinks at a hot <laughs> No, not my personal email address. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did mention it, I, I just had to because like the, the the lore of my email address came from this guy, <laughs> that guy right there. He's happy and mad. Smeagle. He's happy and mad. Oh, he's 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 angry and sad. Not 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 very. Oh, happy. angry and sad. Yeah, I misspoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's pretty mad right there. Oh yeah, he is kind of angry in that one. That little that screenshot. So yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, email David. <laughs> Yeah, sign them up for like all the different types of like no. spam. <laughs> I don't check that email address already because of all the spam I get. That's an old email address. Give them, give them all the uh, like free trials. All those, anything where you can put your email address into, give it, give it, put it in there. <laughs> no, please don't. Please do not. <laughs> Just use it for oh, correspondence man. if you want to tell us why you've never seen Lord of the Rings and why you hate it or whatever. That would be interesting. Maybe, maybe if anybody is. 
if any person is listening, email David if you haven't watched Lord of the Rings. Don't I don't want to hear it. Don't lie. We'll we'll be able to read your email and we'll know if you watch it or not. There's no because there's got you got to have a real good excuse. It's not leaking. Just oh, I just don't feel like it. It's too long. No, that's not a good excuse. <laughs> You've seen it. You're lying. <laughs> Tell us the reasons. You aren't born yet. That's a good one. We that's, know you haven't seen it yet. Then, <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, that's that's the thing. They've been purged. They've been burned. Nobody can watch them anymore. That's a bad reason. We know they're still out there. I have them. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, David? I, I I hope they don't mess up Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's that's like my most uh, most present thought. I just hope they don't mess this up because these movies are as about close to perfection as movies get. the The effects still hold up for the most part. Like some of the CG, some of the stuff you can tell is definitely blue screen. But it, it well, as we get farther ahead, it's gonna, it's going to get worse and worse. That's just. <laughs> But it still holds up really, really well. Oh, yeah, it still holds up, but will it hold up in 75 years? Will it hold up in court? No. No. It didn't. They lost. Embracer Group brought it. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Can't wait for my satisfactory Lord of the Rings map. Come on. Come on, Coffee Stain. You You have to wait a couple more years. You know you want it. (laughs) (laughs) You know you want to make a Lord of the Rings map. A Middle Earth map. (laughs) Uh, Alrighty. Well... Until next time, may 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 the one ring uh, in the darkness. Bind There's multiple you. rings. There's multiple rings. We're not doing one ring. Everybody gets one ring. <laughs> one ring. Everybody gets rule one ring. All. Email David at synthaholics at yahoo.com. All right. Till next time, guys. See ya.